0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another discussion segment of Flip Switch, the Bipolar and Depression Connection. This is going to be a rather quick one. So, we only have one big thing to talk about, but Amy, Lynn, and I were talking before this discussion segment, and now we have something else to talk about. Amy, Lynn, let's start with the facts. This is going to be very jury trial-like. Okay. On the night in question, per se, that night being the aforementioned last night.
1: Last night, or are we including the night before that also? Okay, let's include the
0: (laughs) night before. Okay. Okay, the, the night before, what time did you go to bed?
1: I would have to say I went to bed around three in the morning.
0: Ooh, that's very healthy. Not
1: actually. It was probably three thirty in the morning.
0: Oh, that's even better. Are you are you trying to make yourself ill? Is that what you're trying to like start a a whooping cough inside your chest? No. Bad idea number one. Check.
1: Now, last night,
0: last night, where did you go?
1: I worked from four to midnight, and then I went to a tattoo slash. Piercing place in Chicago to get my ears double pierced.
0: Okay, and you got your ears pierced not at midnight, which is when you work too. But what time did you end up getting your ears pierced?
1: Well, they got home a little bit after midnight, so I got to the place around 12:40 because it took a while for. What me to time park. did you
0: get in the piercing chair? Um, 12:45 what time did you get home to go to bed
1: about one forty five
0: one forty five you got home at one forty five after having stayed up till three the night before
1: yeah what was your excuse for the night before my best friend was in a show at school and so I went to go and see her
0: she was at a show at three thirty in the morning
1: the show was at eleven and it went till about Two in the morning. There
0: was a show that went for three hours.
1: Yeah, well, it it started late because the eight o'clock show. show? Yeah, the eight o'clock show got out late, so the 11 o'clock show started late. And then I waited for her afterwards to talk to her for a little while.
0: And what do we know about depression?
1: It can affect sleep.
0: Here we go. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the supposed jury. I submit to you that Amy (laughs) Lynn has said a a statement that is true and not true as well. It is what I like to call a half-truth. You said...
1: It can affect sleep.
0: That is true, Amy Lynn. That's very true. But you know what a lot of research suggests as well? What? It suggests poor sleep triggers a depression. In fact... Poor sleep can kick you into a depression.
1: Poor sleep can also kick you into a hypomania, though.
2: Pointless
0: fact. That's not like a good defense. Okay, sure, using intravenous drugs can possibly give you (laughs) a disease, but it can also make you go broke. That's not a good comeback. Ladies and gentlemen of the supposed jury... I submit to you <laughs> that Amy Lynn has been naughty. <laughs> now, now no, this, is a, this is sort of funny, but at the same time, you should know better.
1: It's Just not like I do it during the week or every day, though. And... <laughs>
2: Amy Lynn has just justified her bad behavior. This form of justification is known as trivialization, a form of minimization in which Amy Lynn suggests that since she only does something every now and then, it somehow doesn't really count. Trivialization often comes with the words only and just.
0: I'm sorry, what did you say, Miss Justifier? I heard justification what?
1: (laughs) I go to bed a lot earlier than most of my friends. On most nights, this just happened to not be one of them.
2: Amy Lynn has just justified her bad behavior. This form of justification is known as palliative comparison. Palliative comparison occurs when someone minimizes how bad their own behavior is by comparing it to other people's behavior that is worse. But of course, no matter what you do, there's always something worse.
0: I have killed a lot less people than those other murderers. Therefore, it's okay <laughs> that I have killed people.
1: Sometimes there's extraneous circumstances in life that you have to deal with the world as I su- it is. I submit to you there's is never... should be. There's so never I it- should go to bed, but that's just not the case. So I have to handle that as it is.
2: Amy Lynn has just justified her bad behavior. This form of justification is known as denial. Denial occurs when you pretend something that is really isn't real. In this instance, Amy Lynn has suggested that she had no choice in going out late at night. This justification is also a form of blaming. Blaming occurs when you suggest that you had no control over your behavior due to someone or something else, meaning that someone or something else was what was actually responsible for your behavior. In this example, Amy Lynn blames extraneous circumstances for her bad behavior.
0: I submit to you, there is never a time for extraneous anything. There might be time for extraneous things. And I think the fact that you're using words like extraneous is (laughs) symptomatic of not getting good sleep. You, You know what is good for you and healthy for you. You know that that is not healthy for you, correct?
1: It's not the best choice, correct?
0: And yet you did it anyway. Now this is interesting yes. because what we have talked about on this show from time memorial, which is people know what they should do and yet they don't do it.
1: Well it's not it's a lot easier said than done.
0: I agree with that completely. But that is kind of the whole point of this show, which is we expect people to kinda of fight through what they need to, and kind of one of the sticking points we always talk about and people keep running into is you knew kind of you should do these things and you didn't do them, or you suspected you should do them, but you haven't done them. And here we have a case where you know, and I know you, you are the queen of service. You try to like do positive things in general, and yet now tempted to go out and see your friend's show at an hour in which you know naughty, naughty.
1: Well, you when do else it. could I see it?
0: Uh, you may, you may. You know, if you want to be healthy, you may have to make sacrifices. See, what I think is going on is people, um, this is is true in finance, and people like go broke slowly. They go, Well, if I don't spend all my money on this trip to Europe today, I'll never go to Europe. Not necessarily. So it's this kind of push and pull of, Well, I have to live by these certain rules, and I don't want to live by them because I'll miss out on life. I'll miss my friend's show. I'll never see
2: friend's shows.
1: In all reality, though,
2: Amy Lynn has just set up to justify her bad behavior by denying someone else's point of view. She's noted in reality, though, suggesting the truth of the stinking thinking that has been exhibited was not real.
1: I feel like there's some, like, for instance, my job. Did you hear I what you just said?
0: In all reality, though, what does that imply? Real, like what I'm saying is not real. Is what? It well, implies. no,
1: it is. But like, for instance, with my job, we have to do so many rounds a night, and on the weekends, our last round can't be before midnight.
2: Amy Lynn has just justified her bad behavior. She has done this by once again using blaming. This time she has blamed her job for her bad behavior. It is her job that is responsible for her bad behavior, not herself.
0: Right, so So you you may be pushed into a situation where you don't have a choice. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, and like, do you go to bed every night by 11?
2: (laughs) has just justified her bad behavior. This form of justification is a combination of blaming and palliative comparison. In this example, Amy Lynn suggests that if Chris does not sleep well, Amy Lin's bad behavior is not as serious. Her bad behavior is also justified because other people are doing bad as well. It is those other people that are responsible for Amy Lin's bad behavior.
0: I have horrible sleep problems. Okay. Always have. Um, and that is, that is an issue... That I'm trying to get a hold of, and I, when people ask me about it, I go, "Yes, I am a naughty person for not doing this correctly," and it, I admit that it takes a horrible toll on me, and I am fighting to fix that. I, what I don't do is I don't go, "Yeah, but."
1: Okay, well I'll say, yes, this weekend I didn't make the wisest choices, and it'd be a lot better if I went to bed earlier, and I. Should not do that all the time and it will take a toll on me.
2: Amy Lin has just accepted responsibility.
1: There are circumstances, though, where, you know, rarely I do it and I know.
2: Amy Lin has just stopped taking responsibility.
1: Oh, okay. For the Is next- that
0: true? Is it rare? Yes. How rare. How often a month would you say you stay up till three thirty in the morning?
1: Three thirty in the morning? Maybe three times in a month.
2: Amy Lynn has just justified her bad behavior. This form of justification is a combination of denial and minimization. Amy Lynn suggests that since she does not stay up late all that often, the times that she stays up very late are not all that serious, and therefore nothing she has to really worry about. She also is in denial about the profound effect that staying up even three nights a month can have on a person.
0: Three times in a month you stay up till 3.30 in the morning.
1: Yeah. Most of the times I can't make it that late. I will just fall asleep.
0: Okay. I'm pulling for you. I know you can fight the good fight. All right. Join us next time when I chastise Amy Lynn for uh, who she hangs out with. No, I'm teasing. Okay, Perfect. the other big... That's, that's, that's done. You're convicted. You, okay. We're sentencing you to something. But moving on. The other big thing that happened this week was the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual put out their rough draft of their new book. What is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual? Do you know what that is?
1: I believe it's basically when they take all of the diagnosis that there are about personality disorders. Uh, the DSM
0: is everything in mental health. Everything that could you could possibly have wrong with you, it's put it's out by there. the APA. It's in there. You got schizophrenia, in there. Got bipolar disorder, in there. Got depression, in there. Got uh, borderline
1: personality, in th- there.
0: It is actually. an interesting, the personality disorders are one of the biggest changes. They used to have nine. This year, they're whittling them down to five. And they're... Totally changing how they're doing it.
1: did they group them together or did they just cut some out
0: they They found that some it, it looks like what happened was they found that there are certain things that run through uh, certain personality disorders that are common in all, and it, it's really how they are choosing to define personality. And I I think it's a positive uh, step forward, the way I've read it anyway. But luckily, we don't have to worry about any of that. We have to just focus on mood disorders and what they changed in it. And the the thing about the mood disorder section, not much was changed from what I've seen. You can look at it online, and we will post a link on our blog at...
1: BPKids.org. Booyah! About time.
0: And uh, you can look at it. Now, what are your thoughts on diagnosis? One of the big arguments has been... They tend to pathologize people by that. I mean, they they make people feel like normal behavior is somehow wrong. You have restless leg syndrome. You move oh your leg too much. You have factitious disorder, which means you tell lies a lot.
1: I think there are some truth to a lot of the psychological disorders, but... I'd have to admit I do think some of them, for example, wrestlers leg syndrome, are a little out there, I guess I'd say. I don't know. Are you a doctor? All. No, but I'm just saying.
0: No, I this is actually a very very big argument in all of psychology, not just clinical, but in every part, which is if you keep defining disorders in this way, it turns out that everybody has a disorder. There's a big argument about it. There was a study done some years ago that said something like uh, by the definition, this might have been the 60s or 70s, that something like 80% of the island of Manhattan qualified to have a disorder by the uh, DSM's of that day's standards.
1: That's a little crazy.
0: Hey, is that the kind of language we should be using on the flip switch?
1: I'm just saying it's a little over the top.
0: I think you haven't gotten enough sleep. That's why you're, you're using such profane language.
1: I have no problem.
2: Grand total, eight justification responses made up of 11 ways of stinking thinking that have helped her deny responsibility.
1: With, you know.
0: Why are you getting so defensive, Amy Lynn? Do you think maybe lack of sleep is causing you to be defensive now?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to post a link to the new DSM on our blog. And you can look at it and tell us what you think. And the new thing this year is they're letting the public comment on it. And you can go and make a comment on something you think isn't quite right or something you would like to see included. Uh, So check it out. It's very interesting stuff because if you have bipolar disorder, if you have depression, this is what defines it, at least for the next probably 16 years. So, yay. Okay, guys. We will talk to you more later this week.